Yo, what up? Hey, we back again. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, it's Rob. <laughs> Good God. Rob Z Radio. This one is with my friend Deej. DJ. And, you know, I don't really know him all that well. We just, on this podcast, met each other for the first time. When we've talked over, uh, I work, you know, for Hot 100, local radio station in Altoona, Pennsylvania. So he calls and he's on the show uh, and he's discussed how he, he's wanted to... He wanted me. He wants me to record a video uh, about bullying for him, which I'm gonna do. Uh, but I turned it into like, you know, let's do a podcast together. Let's really take some time and talk about the situation because I'm passionate about bullying. Uh, not about. I'm not passionate about bullying people. <laughs> I'm passionate passionate about setting kids up with confidence and strength in their life so they can avoid bullies or at least know how to handle them when they get to them. And uh, I love a lot of the stuff that we talk about in this podcast. And there is one piece um, where I'm talking about, I guess you could say I'm advocating punching somebody in school. It's something that maybe I advocated in this podcast. And what I meant by that, I want to clarify what I'm saying is, you are never the provoker. You never provoke. But when you are pushed, and you know that like if, if this continues, you can tell if this continues, it's only going to be bad for you. So you need to take action and stand up for yourself at some point in your life. And if that means putting hands on somebody that's what that situation means i am not advocating it at all even though it sounds like i totally am hopefully you understand what i'm saying if you are pushed to your limit you must react and sometimes telling people sometimes uh you know having somebody come in a situation an adult and trying to help you out sometimes that is the right answer but sometimes the answer is the person needs to see that you can stand up to them, and that's a beautiful thing, and I, I advocate for that, because I think that the only way to stop bullying is to strengthen the cho- strengthen kids, strengthen your child, strengthen, you know, your own confidence to where that person doesn't bother you. Why am I rambling so much before the podcast even starts? That's how pos- that's how positive, uh, not, <laughs> that's how positively um, passionate I am about this subject. So this is me and Deej, it's, we're talking about bullying, we're talking about life, we're talking about how to get through school and how to help kids not have a bad experience. Enjoy. This is Rob Z Radio. Test one, two, test one, two. Wow. Are you the guy on the Walmart intercom? I, I certainly am. God, I knew I recognized that voice somewhere. So smooth. I think we're finally... Whoa. No, we're not finally ready. Just don't breathe. Okay. <laughs> Lesson one in radio, don't breathe. <clears throat> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, DJ. Thank you. Thanks How- for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for finally, you know, this is, what, eight months in the making? Absolutely. How should we uh, introduce you to this episode of the Rob Z Radio podcast? Uh, I mean, my name's DJ and uh, just the guy who cares, I guess. We're here with the man that cares. His name's DJ. DJ. Uh, this is the caring corner, and this is going to be a pretty important podcast. I think you've you've some things you want to say. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's something that I mean is relative to a lot of people's lives. I think it's something that at some point in our our lives, our personal lives, our professional lives, we've all kind of encountered a bully or have kind of experienced and or know someone who has uh, had you know attempts or have completely attempted and gone through with suicide so this mm-hmm. is a very like touched of subject it's something that hits hit, hits home for a lot of people so mm-hmm. 
it's a it's a touchy one. Yeah, for for everybody. I mean, we all either at least have gone through it, <clears throat> or we know somebody, or have, you know, been with somebody who has dealt with stuff like this in the past. I, I personally, for me, and and I uh, maybe I'll release the podcast that I did before this podcast <laughs> uh, because I did one a while ago, a few months ago, about bullying. I just have been so slow to upload stuff lately because of other things I've been working on that I hadn't had a chance to upload it. And you had put out a Facebook Live video. Like mm-hmm. last week, and I was watching it, and I'm like, man, like because you're really motivated and insp- inspiring with this whole thing, yeah. with, with with what you're trying to do. Because I can tell you're really uh, passionate about it, right? And I thought I just got to get you in here, and we got to just talk about it. Because if I don't, if I don't get you in here and do it, I'm never gonna. It's like I, I got to do something to kick myself in the ass to get it to move. Absolutely. So it's it's that that was the whole reason behind it. Um, when I start, I don't. I'll just tell my story real quick, I guess, because my story isn't that long with bullying necessarily. I was bullied back in like seventh grade. Uh, kid, some kids shoved me into a locker in seventh grade, and you know, I, I didn't really know who they were. This was like maybe halfway through the school year. I remember I was just getting ready to leave, and some kid like ran by and slammed me into a locker. And uh, I fell down to the ground and, like, tucked myself into a ball and just kind of sat there, like, rocking back and forth, waiting for him to stop yelling at me. And he was, like, kicking my shins and stuff. And it was, it was a very traumatizing moment at that point in time in seventh grade. To me, the funny thing about these sorts of things that happened, at least back in when I was in school, which I graduated in 2001, uh, is I look back on them and I laugh because it was – I wish – that I could, you know, have somebody my age now talk to me as a as a thirteen year old and be just just quit being such a wuss, Rob. Like, right. and, and you know that's so easy to say, right? It's it's the easy thing to say to Absolutely. somebody, yeah. but it's the hardest thing in the world to do when you're in the moment. Uh, and even today, if it happened to me, I wonder if I'd what what my reaction would be. But uh, back then, it was just kind of to fall to the ground, curl up into a ball, and be like. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid, he shoved me. I fell down. He kicked me a couple of times, and he like ran away. Yeah. But I was just his target for the day. Right. And uh, I ended up skipping school because of this. I was like, I don't want to go to school when like I hid in my woods <laughs> behind my house because I didn't want to go in. And I laugh about it because I look back on it, and uh, I luckily kind of got off easy. I, I guess you could say because, and of course, you're picked on. You're kind of bullied throughout school. I mean, certain kids. I guess you're either the bully or you're getting bullied or you're getting bullied. Um, uh, but for me, it was it was very difficult at the time to deal with. And the more I, the older I get, and the more I look back on it, there were very easy things that I could have done, like maybe getting into martial arts. Yeah. Maybe just sticking up for myself. There were certain things that I could have done to either avoid situations like this. And I don't know if you can necessarily avoid them, uh, but at least handle them in the moment better and after the moment also handle them better. Uh, but yeah, throughout, uh, I'd say I was always the kid in high school who just always wanted to be in the background, which is kind of like why most radio radio DJs happen, because you want to be... Like you're an introvert who wants to be an extrovert. Yeah. So you get on the radio so nobody can see your face, but you can still be extroverted. And uh, I think that's what kind of drew me into radio. Uh, but whenever I was a kid, it was like I didn't want anybody – I didn't want to have any attention put on me because I was just kind of shy, kind of awkward, and was just – I was cool with being that kid in the background, but I was also always kind of – I don't know if if the word depressed is the right word, uh, but just always kind of on edge in school, uh, not wanting to, 
you know, I, I guess maybe I didn't want to be the kid with the center of attention because the people who get the most attention are usually the ones who get attacked, right? Do you see right. it like yeah. that? Because you know my wife, Nini. Right. And she's the kind of person who puts herself out there to the fullest extent. Correct. <laughs> but she always was really good. I, I don't think, I mean, I'm sure she's told me stories of, of her getting bullied, but she was never affected by it. Right. It never really bothered her because she has such a, uh, she's very good at persevering and she has such an outgoing, uh, just, uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for here? She just, like, whatever's in her head, it comes out of her mouth. Right. <laughs> for good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in situations like being bullied, that's a good thing. Right. So that's my story. I, there's, I wish I had more, and maybe as we go on, I, I have more I can elaborate on. But what what brought this to, for you, like this whole campaign that you're trying to do, and that video you talked about that you released on YouTube a few years ago that's had like 10,000 views? What led you to to this moment? Well, I mean, it's it's been a, a long time coming. Uh, I mean, I grew up in uh, pretty much like different different circumstances. I'm sure that there's a lot that can kind of relate, but. Um, for me, I went to school uh, with, you know, well-to-do kids, you know, people that have parents that own, you know, businesses here in the in the area. So they kind of never knew what it was like to want for something, you know what I mean? So for, for someone like myself growing up in a low-income house, I didn't have, like, the fancy clothes. I didn't have, you know, the, the car to drive to school when you got your license, that kind of thing. So... Um, you know, the, the fun things that I got to do outside of school was church, you know what I mean? So that's, that's the only thing I could do. But, um, I was, I was bullied for years, you know, whenever I was a kid, it was just because I was not an athlete, you know what I mean? I was, I was not athletic whatsoever, unless Mm -hmm. it was four square out in the, you know, recess. It was, I was game on, I was all for it. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, it went from, you know, not having nice clothes to wearing, you know, hand-me-down clothes to the Salvation Army clothes to... Uh, growing up and not having money for lunch money, you know, because mm-hmm. all these kids would have all these snacks. Well, what's wrong with you that you don't have this kind of stuff? And uh, I mean, it it just continued on. And then, you know, for me, I kind of lived like a sheltered life. I didn't I didn't know a lot of like different cultures or or you know, um, for instance, like the whole whole gay thing. You know, whenever people started calling me gay slurs, I I didn't know what that meant. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. Like. I didn't know what they were calling me, and I don't want to say them out loud, but, I mean, it's it's a situation where I didn't know what was being thrown at me until I actually started catching on that this was like, oh, these are actually bad things that they're calling me. Uh-huh. So, um, Which, uh, I don't mean to stop you, but I'm yeah. going to. <laughs> That's something that I think every guy goes through in school. Right. I'm not saying that it's not uh, wrong or not, it doesn't affect you in a certain way. But I can remember in sixth grade, like in my sixth grade yearbook, people were writing that kind of stuff in Mm -hmm. your yearbook. And looking back on it, like, it's just, it's just, I hate saying, I really, I don't want to say this, but it's just kids being kids at a certain point in time. Right. And, uh, it affects different people different ways. And I, I'm the same way. Whenever I used to see, when I first was called those names, I was like, uh, I don't know what that means necessarily. Then when I learned, I was like, Oh, that's, not very cool right. at all, and, and and especially when kids are young, they. You, it's weird how young kids can be so full of hate, mm-hmm. but just in like a way that they, they just have this this urge to get underneath somebody else's skin, right? And it's it's 
I don't know where that comes from, just from testosterone or from your upbringing and your family or what it is, but it seems like that those slurs are the things that really can like cut like a knife right. better than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. For, for boys, too. Yeah. I mean, especially. Girls, probably not the same way at all. Right. But anyways, go ahead. So, I mean, you know, it went from the words to actually becoming... Uh, like physical attacks. So, uh, you know, at, at one point I started kind of realizing that the things that they were actually saying were true. Mm. And I think at that point it started bothering me a little bit more because not only did I not know what they were calling me, but now I kind of feel as though I am what they actually are calling me. Right. So at that point for me to even come out and say, hey, look, I, I really am homosexual. I'm I'm gay. At that point, it was not a very common thing. So yeah. um, when it went from just the actual words, which, you know, you could dodge those. Like you can headphones, Walkman, you know, good old CD Walkmans. They were lifesavers at that point. But uh, when I started getting beat up, it's when it became like a really uh, scary thing because it was bad. Like I got pushed down a flight of steps at oh, school. Man. And uh the one and only time that I actually had to go to the, the hospital was whenever we were in gym class. And at that point in my school, um, instead of actually dealing with bullying and or stopping things from happening, they were like, well, you're actually the issue. So we're going to go ahead and put you in an after school education program oh my God. instead of stopping the things from happening and letting you get your normal education experience. We're going to put you in this class. It's, is it easier to do that is that was their mindset like I, not necessarily I, it was easier for them rather than dealing with the situation yeah um it was easier for them to get me out of that scenario yeah so um when i was in this after school program is when we had uh i mean we we got no education so we were always in gym class or going to rails trails oh, so really? Uh, so you wouldn't go to normal school? You wouldn't go during the day? No, we would go from 3 o'clock in the afternoon to 7 at night. Wow. Okay. So we'd watch movies, go to rails to trails, that kind of thing. So so there was no real education? No education. On. What grade was this? What, what grade did that start in? Uh, so the whole bullying thing um, lasted throughout my whole uh, you know, my school career, basically. But it wasn't until the later years, like my 11th and 12th grade year, where they put me into the school program. And that's when the, the physical portion got really bad. Um, so I think I was in 11th grade at that point, And uh, we were in a gym class. And we had hockey sticks as though... <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> these kids need hockey sticks. Because right. they were in there for mostly, like, behavior issues. Right, yeah. So um, I was playing hockey with the gym class and the kid got called on high sticking but instead of actually high sticking he smashed me in the face with the hockey stick calling me some choice words yeah the teacher saw it the teacher saw it firsthand heard everything firsthand and as i'm spitting blood and my teeth out of my mouth uh the teacher was like yeah it was an accident so I had to call my mom, go to the hospital, get stitches and a fig tooth. And oh my god, man! Yeah, 40, and nothing happened to the kid. Or? No, nothing happened to the kid. So each year, I'd basically miss like 40, 40 days of school or more, just because I was afraid to go to school. You know what I mean? So, and it wasn't. I would literally just say I was sick every day. I would, you know, make that fake kid vomit in a bowl and be like, "Oh, look, mom, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm sick and I can't go." But yeah, your stomach's in knots, just yeah. like worrying about going to school. That's that's terrible, man. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's that's something that happens in every single school across the United States, right? Yeah. It's, it's not like some rare occurrence. No, it's happening everywhere. Uh, and I guess when I think about this kind of stuff, like I have a two and a half year old son, and I think like, what am I going to teach him? 
in order to, first of all, not be that other person who's being such a prick to everybody else right. who's not like them. Yeah. Because kids have a problem with that. They have a problem with, like, anybody who's different. And I don't know if it's just... They don't whenever they're young. Like, kid, kid, when a kid's young, they don't have any prejudice or anything. There's there's no issues with anyone. Absolutely. But then it's 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 put in there at some point in time. I'm not sure if it's from parents or from just your atmosphere, or your environment, the yeah. other people you hang out with, whatever it might be. Um, but I look at, like, what could be done to – like, what could, what could you have done to change all of that, like, from your perspective? Like – Standing up? Did you ever? Did you ever stand up for yourself? Did you ever like try to fight back, or what was your? Uh, I'm not ghost? a fighter, so yeah. for me to actually like physically fight back was something impossible because I I never felt like I could hit someone and actually feel okay with myself at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So I was I was just always taught that violence was not the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, for me, going to the guidance counselor, going to my teachers, the nurse's office every hour or so every day just to get away from everything. Um, wasn't proving to help me whatsoever. So for me, I was like really in a rut because usually in these instances, you look to the adults for some sort of guidance and help to get through this experience. But Mm -hmm. when the adults can't do anything to help you, what are you supposed to do as a kid? You know what I mean? So um, for my instance, I mean, I think that it was just so much so at once and for people that didn't really know how to handle it at that point. Because, I mean, sure, bullying has been going on for a long time, but I think this was just one huge problem um, for one school to handle that it was just out of their hands and they weren't sure how to handle it. And that school you're talking about, and I'm not, we don't need to name names, but they just had another incident where another kid had committed suicide. And that's that's happened uh, not like every single year, but Mm -hmm. there's been a few throughout the past five, six, seven years, right? It's like almost yeah. on a yearly or bi-yearly basis that somebody locally in, well, we're in central Pennsylvania, is committing suicide at schools because of this. Right. That's crazy. It's it's getting out of hand. It's it's way too much. And it's something that, like, a, this is brilliant, you know, bringing to the light and actually talking about it because the moment that someone starts talking about it is when people start listening and saying, hey, yeah, this is a problem and this is something that we need to work on. So, um, I mean, this is going to, help in so many ways just this well so many people are talking about it now it's not like just you and i or just our area like it seems like uh, the whole bully free movement has taken off and at the same time it's not i don't find it effective from my standpoint like if i was a kid in, in junior high and i heard bully free it just sounds so uh, corny yeah. number one and it just sounds so you're not making an impact you're not making a difference in anybody's uh, day, especially right. in the kids who are doing the bullying. Yeah, of course, the kid who's being bullied is like, yeah, thank God this is here. Like, they're standing up. Somebody's standing up for me. But at the same time, are you getting through to that kid who comes from a bad household, who comes from parents who don't respect other people, who don't understand or take the time to understand other people, and uh, who are ju- who just have a very narrow-minded way of viewing the world? How do you get through the point? I, 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 the, the problem I always struggle with, or the question I always struggle with, is like, how do you get through the point that you know? Oh boy, how do you convince kids to, to just knock it off? Like, where? How do you one convince a bully to knock it off, and how do you two, maybe even more importantly, teach that kid who's being bullied to stand up for themselves? Because once you stand up for yourself, that's usually the point when it starts to stop. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, it really differs per 
per experience, I, I guess, like per situation, um, you know, through the years of actually dealing with this, I've, I've, you know, I've obviously talked to a lot of different people. And, uh, you know, thankfully, whenever I was in school, there was one teacher that I was able to go to and uh, express what was going on. Mm. And um, she was pretty much the light in the darkness for me. So um, to this day, like she and I are still friends and I'm I love having her in my life because it's it's just like a great uh, memory for me to know that I had her and I still have her now. And it's she inspires me every day with everything that she does. So what did she do? Um, at that point, I was going to um, another school for uh, like a vocational kind of class. And uh, I would have to ride the bus there, um, you know, each day from school where I was to that to that school for for the vocational classes. So um, it got to a point where I was getting like my my face smashed up against the bus window and uh, I would go in bawling. And there was just one day that my teacher just had enough and she literally had me in a circle in this classroom on a chair and she was sitting in front of me and all of my classmates were sitting around me and uh she listened to everything that I had to say and at that point she said if you're going to be the kid then you need to be the kid right so in the sense that I took it and the way that she wanted me to take it was you're the kid and we're going to deal with this together and we're going to try to fix this and I'm still fixing it. I'm still working on it. Yeah. So I had a voice and that's what she was trying to teach me all along is I had a voice Mm -hmm. and that motivated me to kind of try and fix myself and fix the situation over the time of knowing her and, you know, talking about this for so long, we've kind of, you know, been shooting the, the information back and forth of what we think that, you know, it's the actual cause, what we could do to fix it or what the fix would be. But ultimately, you know, it doesn't really, it, it's not the person that's getting bullied. It's it's not them. That's usually just like an easy target. Oh, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, it's it, I don't think it ever is the kid being bullied. It's always anybody, and I've told this to kids on the radio. Mm-hmm. I've told this to people and, and to kids in real life. Like, it's not you. Right. The person who's bullying you, the person who's causing these things to happen, they have some sort of internal thing they're dealing Correct. with. Correct. Yeah. And it's their their issue. And the only way they know how to deal with it, because when you're a kid, you don't know how to deal with things. You're not right. quite sure how internally to handle uh, maybe abuse, physical or mental Correct. or verbal abuse. You don't know how to uh, project your feelings, your issues, uh, especially guys are told, you know, we're not supposed to talk about stuff. Right. And that, that's a big thing yeah. that, I, that I've always hated. I never, I never liked that aspect of, uh, I never liked that aspect of being a guy is like, you're supposed to like, yeah, just suck it up. You're, you're a man. But I think the part of being a guy, the part of being a human is like, you've got to, whatever's bugging you, whatever's in your head, you know, whatever uh, is that thing that maybe keeps you up at night or that thing that you carry around with you all day long you've got to deal with that in some in some form or fashion and if you don't have parents to listen to you and you have parents that make it worse that makes it super difficult absolutely and i feel bad for those kids who are the bullies and that might sound counterproductive but like they probably are going through some tough stuff and well, their, their parents aren't there building them up right and in on all honesty like in my situation and the situations that I see with bullying as well, I honestly feel bad for the bully as well because that's that's where it's all stemming from. That's where it's all coming from. And just as you were saying earlier, you know, we have these kids that, 
you know, don't really know how to have kind of prejudices or, you know, uh, a circumstance of which they don't agree with another little small child. But mm-hmm. as they grow older, we kind of learn fear. We we learn how to hate. We learn all these things of the world. Yeah. And, you know, it all starts with um, at home. That's that's like the, the home room of everything. That's That's where you learn everything. So, I mean, coming back to what we can do to kind of stop the entire situation – is there a way to truly stop it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard rumors that uh, our new president actually is going to be starting a thing where he's going to be fining the the parents of the bully. Oh, yeah? So if there's a situation where there is an active bully situation in a school and it comes to, to the light and people find out that this kid is bullying, the actual parents of the bully will then be getting fined. Wow. But do we think that that's actually going to stop it or just become a really expensive thing for one parent? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the idea. It's an approach. Try it. Right. Like, try that at least. I mean, you've got to do something, right? I mean, because it's gotten worse because of social media, right? Right. Absolutely. I mean, and also because people now can come out as being openly gay or mm-hmm. being transsexual. It's it's become a thing where it's it's you're allowed to do it now. Therefore, there's more of a target from those people who think that it's criminal or think that you're going to be going to hell or whatever <laughs> or just just because they're not like you it, it, i don't know it's always i've always thought differently even as a kid i always that 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 kind of stuff never made sense to me racism uh, uh homophobia anything like that just didn't really for me I, I don't know i just never really understood all the hatred but i don't have parents right. that have that hatred and that's usually where it comes from that's yeah. usually where it stems from and whenever I, I think about this i mean that's a great idea finding the parents but i think a better idea is cuz we don't we don't focus on education like our, our government doesn't i mean hopefully maybe trump will i don't know what's going to happen in the future um but uh, it just seems like all of the focus is taken off of kids when i'd say 80% of the focus should be on kids, money put into schools, money helping to, to to help kids learn better and just to, like, learn not only information but also internally, like, learn yourself, learn, learn about yourself more and about others. Um, I, I think you need to really – the kids who are getting bullied, they need to be – you need to teach them how to stand up for themselves right? because that is the biggest thing because I'm going to say 90% of the time you stand up to a bully, they don't bully you anymore. But – most of the time, I'm I'm going to say like 90% of the time, the moment that the person that is, that is getting bullied lashes out and actually lets them have it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're the ones that's getting, you know, the fines. Because yes. there was one point where I actually did stand up for myself. Because you're pushed to your limit. I got pushed to my limit, and I was sitting at a lunch table with, you know, the few friends that I had at that point, which were my cousins. That That's all I had was my family. So I uh, I got tired of having stuff thrown at my head, and I'm hearing all this stuff being you know, called behind my back and screamed. I literally turned around and all I said simply was, you're going to die. That's That's it. That's not good. (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously not. I got a fine and it was considered to be terroristic threats. However, I talked to police officers after that and they're like, you didn't say when, you didn't say how, you didn't say with what, you said nothing. So you were right. You literally said all you said. All you said was, you're going to die. Everyone's going to die at some point. So that's, that's how I kind of like reach back out and, you know, I... I tried, but the moment that a kid gets physical, 
that's the point where they're then going to be in trouble and that's that's they're going to carry the brunt of it usually. Well, I, yeah, and I don't mean necessarily that you have to get physical, but right. you just have to verbally be able to stand up for yourself yeah. and just be careful. <laughs> yeah, well, at some point and I, I I think you're right, man. I mean, at some point, you know, you you're pushed and pushed and pushed. You got to push back. It's, uh, there's there's a line that, that people cross, and some people just love to push that line. Absolutely. They love to just try to get under somebody's skin, and when they know it's working... They love it. And then you always have the other people, the followers, who, because they don't want to be picked on themselves, will latch on to that person who's the bully, yep. because get on their side. Right. So you're not on the opposite side of the, the kid who's getting picked on. And then in your case, you know, being that the, the lone kid or maybe the outcast... You, 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 it's, it's like, it's so, I'm, I'm never, I don't want to act like I was in your position or, or know your situation exactly, but it's like you, you become this outcast when you've actually done nothing wrong. Right. Like you've had no, like you didn't choose for these things to happen. They're happening yet. You can't do anything about it. Right. And it, it's, it's like a snowball effect, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it just keeps going and going and going until it's. To the point where it's so far gone from you just shut down. You just shut down. You shut down because you're sitting there wondering at the end of it all, what did I do? What What did I do to cause this? What did I do to offend them? Why are they picking on me? And that's that's always going to be running through a person's mind that's getting bullied. You know, why? What did I do to cause this? Why do I deserve this? So reflecting, you've been out of school for over a decade now, right? Out of high school. Yeah. Like what? Looking at it now from your perspective, how do you? view the situation that went on when you were in school? Uh, geez, uh, that's a crazy, great question, actually. Um, I mean, for myself, I I kind of really love the fact that I went through it um, only for the simple fact that um, they were picking on me and they left everyone else alone. So um, I'm a stronger person because of it. And uh, I have a huge heart for um, everyone. And uh, I just... I wouldn't have had it any other way. I would have not changed it for an instant. Um, I uh, I learned a lot from it. And for me, you know, going through all of that to, to d- today, um, I've obviously come to terms with it and I feel it in a lot of ways. And a lot of that has to do with actually uh, just a few years ago. Now, I've only been out of school since like 2005. So um, just a few years ago, I had two people that kind of reached out to me. Um, the first one was one of the kids that was a huge bully for oh, yeah? me. And um, he actually was reaching out because he was about to die, actually. Um, he was telling me that he had cancer and everything like that. And I'm Damn. I'm listening and I, I feel terrible for the kid. What made him reach out to you? He uh, felt bad he wanted to apologize? He wanted what? to apologize to me because he realized what he inflicted onto me. Mm-hmm. And he just, I guess, needed to kind of clear that off of his chest and out of his conscience. And, you know, I, that changed a lot of perspective in my mind because until that point, I mean, yeah, I was out of school for so long, but I, I still had so much hatred yeah. for so many people. Like, you know, you think about your your class reunion. So many people get so excited about that. You know, that's, that's a huge deal to them. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm like, why would I want to face these people? Yeah. And then until that moment, I'm like, that's, that was an awesome dude. And then the second person did the same thing. He actually invited me out for, uh, another kid who had bullied you. Yeah. Another kid that had bullied me, actually a friend of the person that was, uh, the first person that apologized. So, um, these, these guys kind of like were a tag team match cause we all rode the same bus. Mm. So the second person invited me out for drinks with his wife, and uh, 
he apologized. And, you know, those two people just changed my world. That's crazy. Yeah. The same kids that ruined your world kind of made it. Changed it. Better. I mean, you had to suffer through years of anguish because of it. But uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, sometimes that is a good thing. I mean, obviously, anything in life, you have to go through some terrible things to like make an impact. There's this great saying, uh, make your mess your message. Yeah. So whatever your mess is, you make that kind of like your message moving forward. And uh, that's a what you just said right there is a perfect way of, you know, look at the full circle way that things come around. Right. And these guys know that they were being complete pricks. Right. And they, they knew it. But for whatever reason, high school and junior high, because you're locked in a jail, basically. I mean, I hate to yeah. call school a jail, but yeah. in some ways it is. Right. Like you're in, you can't escape these people. No, not at all. And once you get out of school, you can escape. You don't have to talk to anybody anymore. Like you just sit in your room all day, you know, not saying that's a good thing, but yeah. you can avoid it's not great to avoid situations but it's also nice just to be able to uh separate yourself yeah from those people that you don't want to be in contact with and that's that's such a strange thing with school i i always wonder like is the way the school system set up a good idea because it doesn't seem for some people some people love it like my wife she loved high school right for me I did not. I did not like it. No. I just was not a fan. I, w- I would. The, she always says she'd like to go back, and she she go back to high school, and it was like the best time she ever had. Well, she and I <clears> had <throat> a good time in class. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but for me, I'm like hell no. I've never gone to a class reunion. And I didn't even have it bad. Yeah. But I just had no interest in going back to being a kid like that again because I was just I was awkward and just insecure, and my self esteem was real low and. Hey, like I said, nothing even terribly bad happened to me. But right. a lot of people just don't want to. A, a lot of people are on one side where they were the king of the school, mm-hmm. and that was like their, the the greatest time of their life, where they were on top of the world. And the other side is like th- this was the worst time, yeah. and you've had to deal with that for ten years being out of school, and it still affects you probably on a daily basis. Even though you're you've gotten past it, yeah. even though those people who bullied you came back and apologized. Uh, it, it it still lingers with you, right? I mean, yeah. we're here talking about it. Absolutely. So obviously. So, I mean, um, you know, I'm just going to reflect on the whole, like, school thing real quick. You know, to a lot of people, social status means everything whenever you're in high school, when you're in junior high school. Um, you know, being the, the, the school jock uh, is meaningful to, a, you know, the boys, being the cheerleader, being the popular kid, being – you know, whatever social status is acceptable at this point, because I'm sure it's kind of different than what we were with kind of the same, you know, scenario, I guess. But, you know, there's probably more clicks than there were whenever we were in school. So um, none of that matters. I mean, as soon as you graduate, the moment that you step away from school and you've got to start adulting, you know, you've, you've got to let that all behind. And you think for a second that that popularity contest that you won in high school matters and is going to be on something that is considered considered to be your resume mm. when you go for a job it's not no. you know an employer does not care that you were you know popular in high school but it has built your personality right i mean it that's kind of like your personality it's the basis for your personality kind of after right. being in there for like 12 years or however long you're in school for right you just carry that with you yeah uh high school just the junior high really i think at least in my situation, was the harder of the two. It's absolutely High the school, worst. not so much. It's but. because that's when everyone's going through the change. You know what I mean? Like you're going out of, you know, these elementary schools and now you're coming into a school with 
all these elementary schools combined together and yeah. you're meeting kids that you've never met before. So you're, you're pretty much all on the same, same playground. You're all on the same level. Yeah. So and if you're, you're an extrovert, you're good. Yeah. If you're an introvert, not so much. You're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and that's in, and the, really that sucks because the school's designed for one way of learning. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't cater to everybody. No. Uh, and yeah, I was an introvert big time. So I, I was always just, I was always just worried not that anything was even happening to me. I was always worried that something was going to happen to me. Yeah. Like having, you know, like uh, irritable bowel syndrome from being <laughs> nervous all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just that, that, like, the, like some sort of strange dread of, uh, the, of something that probably is just created in your own mind. Or I shouldn't say that. Something that because you are so worried about it manifests itself. Like right. kids pick up on that. Absolutely. They can pick up on that. Uh, weakness. They sense fear. Yeah, they, like they can smell <laughs> it's it. True. No, seriously. Yeah, and especially when they're in a pack and and you're the lone wolf. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, it is. It's it's a it's a sad situation. But uh, I think that now kids have it even worse. And I hate because I'm not in school anymore. I don't. I'm not firsthand experiencing it. But it seems to me like social media has taken all of these problems and amplified them right times a million. Yeah. Do, do you deal with any kids that are in school right now? Have you talk to anybody who's going through anything? Um, I actually get to talk to a lot of kids, actually. Um, you know, I'm I'm on the, the school that I went to. I'm on the, the alum page. And, you know, I've posted stuff on there before about, you know, my whole stance on the situation. And I've actually had um, parents of, you know, these teenage kids that are going through kind of the same situation that I was going through, at least with, you know, the whole um, homosexual thing, you know, th- some parents just don't know how to handle it still. Um, and a lot of parents are just fearful for their kids' safety because, you know, at the point where they do feel comfortable comfortable enough to come out, they're just scared of the, you know, reaction of their, their peers. So yeah. um, I actually talk to a lot of parents. I talk to the kids. Um, you know, when I go to the high school and I talk to, um, you know, the classes about bullying and, and suicide awareness, um, you know, I, I sometimes still keep in contact with some of the kids that I talked to at that point just because not only do I like to follow up and make sure that they're doing okay and if they need someone to talk to, I'm here, but sometimes they just reach out for advice. You know, this is what's going on in my life. You know, what do you think I should do? Have you ever experienced this? And, you know, I'm no counselor. I'm no therapist. But, you know, I've I've gone through enough where I kind of can, can relate to what it is that they're thinking and in, in, in that aspect. So... I try, you know. I think that's the best kind of counseling, to talk to somebody who's actually gone through it. Instead yeah. of talking to somebody who's gone to school for it for eight years. And they and, just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they like they know it by book, but yeah. they don't know it by experience. You know, that's that's the most important part is the experience part. Because how do you <clears> – <throat> I think the best way to to talk to somebody about something is to have, have, have dealt with that situation and now have been removed from it. Right. And you can look at it objectively. Like, this is what I would have done mm-hmm. if I would have, you know – uh, had somebody telling me what to do. Yeah. And that's super important, man. It's super important just to let kids, uh, just uh, to let kids know that the situation uh, seems dire. Right. It seems like the end of the world. It's really not. It's not. It's a very short part of your life, even though when you're a kid, it seems like a million years till you're going to get out of school. Uh, it's it's very hard to get that point across though. I don't, I don't know how you, how exactly you get that point across to a, uh, a 15 year old because in a 15 year old's life every day is a super important day for your social life for your status 
for your yeah your popularity. It sucks that that stuff matters so much in school, <clears throat> but it does. I don't I don't know how to change that, but I do know uh, just watching because I I worked with Family Services Incorporated last last school year. Uh, we went around did a couple of things at local high schools talking about anti bullying. And uh, just looking at the statistics of what they had for kids who were bullied and just listening to some of the kids in the audience, which I didn't, they had, when we did these, it was like full classes. I mean, it was like 100, 200 kids, too many kids that make an impact. Right. I don't think you can have a, a seminar with two, 300 kids in an auditorium and make an impact no. because they just want to impress each other and right. show off or be the kid who doesn't get any attention put on them. But you get them in a group of maybe 10 maybe five, I think you can start to get through. And that's what I kind of told them last year. I was like, I'd like to do this again, but I'd like to do it in very small settings where you can really talk one-on-one to somebody. And actually, uh, that is a lot more powerful only because, um, you know, I've always been concerned and scared to do an entire, like, school full of kids staring at me. It takes you right back to being in junior high when you're doing that. I bet. (laughs) It's wild. I'm like... (laughs) Here comes the things thrown at my face. But um, no, I mean, when I go to uh, the school and talk to the kids, it's it's just the classroom. It's just a small classroom full of, you know, these these kids that are going through the same thing. And, you know, it's it's completely silent whenever I'm talking because I'm it's a very personal setting. It's uh, it's them listening to me and and what I've gone through and what I've done to kind of like change my life. But um you know, my kind of stance on it is, you know, I sit there, I tell them the story and I, I just kind of lay it all out there and I tell them the blunt truth of what it is that I've gone through and what I've done and the horror stories, you know, of my suicide attempts and everything like that. So, um, when I'm, sorry, go ahead. When I'm, when I'm all done with it, it's like, I then kind of have them individually, each one of them, if they're willing to, um, share their story and what it is kind of what they're going through. And, it takes like every morsel in my body not to break down in tears because it's 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 heartbreaking, but at the same time, as each kid sits there and takes their turn, you see maybe their bully staring at them and being like, "Oh, I didn't know that's what they were going through," or right. you see the boy or the the person that's being bullied look at the person that's bullying them, and they're just like, "Wow, now I kind of understand why they're angry every day." Yeah. And so you have these peers that are kind of just opening up and bonding instantly and it changes everything in that in that room and the teacher has reached out and told me on several occasions like you should see the difference in my class really so it it helps you know what i mean like you know i i completely agree when you have so many kids all at once it's well i'm going to tell the worst horror story ever and i'm going to be liked after this no that's not what it's about that's not helping you at all and then you probably have like the class clowns that are you know like me you know for attention i'd be goofing off so that's not effective for them either so mm. i i understand your point there yeah <clears throat> i'd like to go back in with what you're doing i'd love to go in with you and do some of those and just talk because getting back to the social media thing it seems like it's made things worse but at the same time um i think at least I'd like to think that kids are more accepting now than ever before mm-hmm. because it's much more open online. Yeah. It, it seems like you can, with Tumblr or whatever 
uh, social media outlet you're using, you're, you're putting more of yourself out there. And plus you can also find people who are like you so you can relate more and you're not an outcast and by yourself and your school anymore. And and you don't know anybody else like you. And yeah, it seems like kids are more open than they used to be. At least I hope so. Uh, I don't know about our small town. I don't know about smaller. It seems the smaller the town, the more closed off you still are. Absolutely. But I think that social media is kind of like a a sort of two evils. Um, mm-hmm. It's good and bad, you know. For the person that does feel awkward and and doesn't fit in, they can find a group of people and or out of this area that kind of can relate to what it is that they're going through and make friends that way. Yeah. Um, it can be a positive influence to find, you know, resources to kind of help you through whatever it is that you're going through as well. But at the same time, that's where all the bad stuff can come in as well. But for me, you know, social media is a lot different than actually being in a classroom. In a classroom, you cannot escape words. You cannot escape the bully and what they're trying to put on you. Uh, social media, you have that wonderful, fantastic block button. Yeah. You can block, you can you can unfollow, you can delete. I mean, y- there's several ways that you can kind of get around social media attacks. But you can also say worse things than you would ever say in front of somebody's face on social media. It's Absolutely. so much easier to say the, the worst possible thing you could possibly think of. It's not that you don't even mean necessarily, yeah. but it's just you can say it, you have the ability to do it without any repercussion uh, immediately back on you. Right. So it makes it that much more accessible yeah. or, or easy to, to get hate out there. Um, see, my wife, Nini, she's the kind of person I always admire her, and I've kind of learned from her throughout the years. She doesn't hear negativity mm-hmm. very often. It's like it doesn't like get into her head. Mm-hmm. She just it's kind of like – and her dad's that's how her dad is. Her dad, like, he's it lives in his own little world right. of uh, – it's like a, a clueless, happy – Happy denial, maybe. I don't know what the term would be. But I I admire that because uh, not so much anymore, but I used to be the kind of person that like one negative comment would ruin my day. Mm -hmm. Like you could have like a thousand nice things said. One person says something negative and you're like, oh my God. And you would just stew on that one thing for like days or weeks. And uh, seeing somebody who doesn't, seeing somebody who could take uh, criticism or take a negative comment and just kind of brush it off and keep going, that's... It's a very valuable skill to have, and mm-hmm. I'd like to figure out like how do you teach kids that? How do you teach kids to block, you know, block out the haters and just kind of you are who you are and roll with it? That's uh, that's probably a million dollar question. Mm-hmm. I think that if we could figure that out by now, we would have done it in a sense. But um, yeah, well, I think the problem is you got to do it on a kid to kid basis, yeah. and that's the hard part. Like speaking to one person at a time because it's easier to to get through that way um uh, what else did you want is there anything else you wanted to to touch on with this like what what did you feel like you needed to say so i mean as far as bullying goes um with just the things that we've talked about you know what can we do for the the kids that are being bullied um i think that if you're someone that's currently in a situation where you're actively getting bullied um you know i would surround yourself with people that are positive and and you know, influence you on a, in a, in a good sense. Um, you know, if you feel like awkward or out of place, surround yourself with people that are like you. So if you're, for instance, into music, make sure you're in, you know, a music class, make sure you're, you're in either choir or, you know, taking a a lesson in instruments and, you know, just trying to distract yourself from all that negativity. You know what I mean? Um, I think that as far as, you know, when it comes to the person that is the the one that's doing the bullying, 
Um, I honestly think that, you know, it kind of sucks that when you are the one that's being bullied that you have to somehow, some way, start going through some sort of like mental health therapy just because of the, the wear and tear that it takes on you. Um, I honestly stress you to deal with day to day. Yeah. But I mean, I honestly think that if there is an active bully situation in a school, um, I think that that should be a situation where a counselor and, or there should be a therapist involved, um, with that child that's doing the bullying because right there would kind of like nip it in the butt. Maybe that's, that's all that kid needs is an outlet to talk to someone. And then, you know, if there needs to be like investigating it all with that child that's doing the bullying, we could come to kind of terms with that and kind of fix it. You know what I mean? Like kid per kid, we could kind of knock this out of the ballpark. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great, but it's it's a shame it's not that simple, right? right? You know, it, number one, it's not that simple because of all of the uh, budgets or all the budget cuts to schools. Yeah. So you don't have people in there who really care. You don't have teachers who are paid well enough to care about their job enough. Yeah. You don't have teachers who focus enough on that kind of stuff because they're 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 told and they're you know basically uh, demanded they have to follow this certain criteria to right. get these certain grades on these tests mm-hmm. to get funding for the school to get the grants and it's like this is what we this is what they focus on now you have teachers that are totally checked out you have school nurses and counselors that are checked out mm-hmm. and you have kids who don't want to talk about it and who don't want to open up and then on I think the basis for a lot of this for the bullies and for the people being the kids being bullied is the parents mm-hmm. like when it comes down to if the issue is the parents causing either the kid to lash out or the kid to uh you know have low self-esteem like how do you how do you go on a case-by-case basis and fix you i i, I just i can't i can't imagine how bad it is for some kids right. in their home life. Yeah. My wife just went to uh, Johnstown to a, like she went to one of the downtown uh, elementary schools. And, you know, these kids come in, it's the middle of winter. They don't have coats. Mm-hmm. Kids come in with no shoes or with no socks in their shoes. Like just, so it sucks to think that no matter what you do, they're going to go home every single day to a situation that is worse than anything they could even go through in school. And right. that's a, such a, that, that makes me so sad having a kid just imag- imagining having to go. Luckily, I mean, lucky for me, I don't know what your home life was like, but luckily for me, I had good parents who, you know, not, I mean, they weren't open. Mm-hmm. They didn't speak. Like they didn't, like they, we didn't talk about these sorts of things necessarily, mm-hmm. but at least they were always there for me and right. like had food, shelter, clothing, whatever. Uh, but I feel so bad for those kids. I don't know how you fix that. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's tough. But my biggest fear is that if this kind of like rumor hearsay is, is true about what President Trump is supposedly doing about, you know, finding the parents of the person that's the bully is that, you know, the parents would then really lash out on that kid and that, and that would make it worse. Make it worse, yeah. On that kid. And then he would be, you know, more tempted to continue lashing out because he's still getting the brunt of everything at home if that is truly the situation so it's uh it's just scary for me you know i just don't want it to be worse on the kid if it doesn't need to be that's why you know when i say like counseling and stuff like that there were uh, outside sources that actually came into the school for me and talked to me um about you know depression and everything like that because 
that became an issue after so long. Yeah. So, um, there's always resources. And I mean, I know that, you know, even whenever I was in school, it seemed like teachers were checked out and, you know, a lot didn't care whenever I went and said, Hey, this is what's going on. They didn't care. Plus it's a, he said, she said kind of thing. You don't know who's telling the truth, you know, and and kids make stuff up and kids also do things to get other kids in trouble. I mean, it's very hard when you have a bunch of, you've eight different classes throughout the day. You have Mm -hmm. hundreds of kids. I agree. But when it comes like a reoccurring thing and it's it's getting to the point where it's kind of physical and it's it's being seen that it's physical and let's face it like every school these days usually has some sort of camera set up yeah. and if it's physical they can see it on camera and there's proof. So um you know a lot of people have checked out but there's still going to be those those teachers that do go above and beyond and say hey look you know I'm I'm here for you whatever you need I can do to help you or just I'm here to listen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's always going to be some sort of source that you can go to and and just vent if you need to. So, I, I mean, if you're honestly getting bullied, there's still resources. I mean, whether it be in your school, whether it be on social media, there's someone that you can reach out to. The Avedum um, program is pretty. Are you about Avedum? I've heard of that, and it gets better, the Trevor the Trevor Project. And, okay. uh, I mean, there's there's lots of things. And, you know, that usually stems from, like, the whole, like, anti-bullying thing, and then it stems into the whole suicide awareness because sadly enough that's what it's kind of turning into is these kids are now looking to end their lives because they just can't take it anymore and that's truly honestly what we need to uh prevent so we've got to kind of stop all of this and you know stop these kids from ending their lives because it's too common nowadays that's crazy that's that's crazy to me like i can't imagine how bad it has to get to where you're you know about to kill yourself Mm -hmm. over it's it's really sad. It's it's uh it's an epidemic, and it seems like either I don't know I don't know if it's getting worse or just a more of a spotlight is being shined on it. I, I think mean, it's I think it's more of a spotlight, but you also under, uh, you have to understand that we have you know this day and age of technology where um, we see and hear everything from around the world. Um, no matter what is happening, someone is streaming something. So. Yeah. I think that we hear more stories of, you know, occurrences in an everyday everyday life than we would before. Right. So um, I think that this has always kind of been an issue. Um, I think that it's more uh, in the spotlight now because it is more common mm-hmm. than than before. Um, but, I mean, when it comes to suicide, it's a, it's a very scary thing, not only because you have kids that will say, hey, look, I'm going to commit suicide. Well... Does that mean that they're really going to commit suicide or is this a, a cry for help? Is this their cry for help so we can stop them from Either doing way. it? Either yeah. way. Correct. But then you also have the kids that absolutely say nothing right. and you have no idea that it's coming and then it happens. And then you're sitting there wondering, what could I have done to prevent that? What could I have done to stop that? So again, uh, whether you're a, you're a parent, whether you're a teacher, you're a guidance counselor, you're a friend, in, in all honesty, like... You see your friends, you see these people every day, you know their actions, you know how they're acting. So if they start acting differently, you know something's going on. Just simply saying hello or or saying hi or asking how someone's day is going honestly could change somebody's life in a matter of seconds. Yeah. Um, Because, for instance, you wake up in the morning, you go to work, you go to school, you go wherever it is that you're going. And at that point in the morning, you've already made up your mind what you're going to do to yourself. And it's all because you feel that you, you don't, no one cares about you. Mm-hmm. But that simple hello or that simple how's your day going just 
makes you feel validated and worth it. You know yeah, what I mean? Just that one little thing. And you saying that nobody, uh, feeling like nobody cares about you. I mean, everybody's always worried about themselves. Absolutely. Number one. And yeah. that's, you're not going to change that necessarily. Uh, that's just how our, our brains are, are, are wired, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to take a second out of your day and to say thank you to somebody or to, yeah, just to say hi or to say nice to see you or give them a compliment, whatever it might be. Yeah, you're right. That could, that could take somebody who's down in the dumps and kind of, Change Either everything. lift them the whole way up out or just, you know, just kind of make their day a little bit better. And that's super important. There was a story, man, I wish I could remember this story. It was from like last year and it was like a kid walking home from school and he was about to, he was, he was going to go home that day and kill himself. And, uh, he, like a kid came that day and he was walking home and he's like, he was just like, Hey, I'm butchering this story. I forget exactly how it went, but it was just something along the lines of, you know, Hey, can I walk home to, from school with you? Or he just like started walking with him and talking to him. And they, I think the kid dropped something and he picked it up for him and they started talking and, um, they ended up becoming friends. Mm-hmm. And this, the kid who was real depressed on the edge of suicide, obviously didn't have any friends, was real bummed out. This other kid was kind of a, a jock and they started hanging out because I always say, I always think like one-on-one, the point of that story is that they became friends and then he kind of brought this kid into his group of friends mm-hmm. and then they all accepted him because their friend accepted him right. so that he was automatically cool. And he said later on that like that was the day he was going to go home and kill himself. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, that changed everything. Right. Um, if If you could just get to a situation where you get two kids in a room and they just – it's just the two of them. They're gonna most likely find end something up, in common. Find something in common. Mm-hmm. End up getting along. Yep. But when you get a bunch of kids in a room together, there's always gonna be some sort of sort of turmoil. There's always gonna be somebody who's trying to cause something to happen and always somebody who's trying to avoid something happening. Right. And that's those are usually the two that end up uh it that ends in a bad situation. Uh but yeah, if you could just somehow like get if you have a, the, the person you hate the most in the world, that person you can't stand, this, the person that is like the bane of your existence, if you'd end up in a room with them, locked in a room for, say, three hours, and you had to just deal with each other, mm-hmm. you'd probably come out of there realizing that neither one of you are that bad. No. Like, it's not that bad of a situation at all. On a one-on-one basis, I feel like that's most of humanity, but right. it's too hard in a in a group setting, especially with kids. Yeah. And I mean, the way that you were saying about, you know, how the, the school system's kind of like old fashioned and, you know, just run one way. I think that, you know, with a lot of job settings today, you can either, uh, or even, you know, some colleges are like this too, where it's, uh, when it comes to the training portion of it, you can either sit there and read if that's something that you're into and that's the way that you learn, mm. or you have the hands-on experience and you're actually doing something hands-on. So you're doing something to distract yourself and learn at the same time. So I think that if it was broken up like that, if it kind of put those kids in the category in which they would have something in common, yeah, you know what I mean? So, I mean, there's ways around this and I think that eventually we'll kind of like get to that point, but hopefully I, I think that you're right and uh you know the funding and stuff like that is just really hard to kind of change a lot of uh the necessities that we do need to put these kids together yeah it's hard to break out i know what trump's trying to do right now like with the with the lady he brought in for the school system which is she's under so much fire kellyanne conway isn't that her name this name so many times i mean she's just getting ripped apart uh but one thing that it seems like he she's all about charter schools 
And I think Trump is kind of about charter schools. And charter schools would be like breaking away from the norm of the public schooling system to, to create something new, mm-hmm. which I agree something new needs to be created. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I don't know if that's the answer or not. Uh, is homeschooling, is that something you ever thought about? Did you ever think about just being homeschooled or was that... Um, homeschooling for me was not an option only because, uh, a lot of the stress would then be put onto my parents and, uh, in all honesty, you know, my dad was a school dropout. He never even Mm -hmm. graduated. So that wouldn't have been something that he would have been able to do for me. Um, and my mom worked all the time. So my mom was not a good candidate either. So, um, sometimes that does work for people. Sometimes it doesn't, but, I think that whenever you remove kids um, from school because of, you know, bad experiences with bullying and things like that, you're still kind of taking them away from everyday, like, social interaction that they'll still need after school. Yeah. So, yeah, it may be bad. I don't think that it's necessarily the fix, though, because, you know, I, I just feel like you kind of miss so much of that social interaction yeah, so without the bullying. It's so strange, right, because you do need social interaction. Right. But at the same time, it can be the thing that, like, un undoes your entire life absolutely but without it you're also completely messed up right so there's yeah, a weird line i i feel like self-esteem is a huge thing to teach kids and i don't, I don't know and it, like you say I, i've said it a bunch of times here but it just comes back to parents like mm-hmm. raising their kids right but if you weren't raised right how do you dig yourself out of the hole to raise your kid right like right. how do you figure that out and k- people have kids young like when you have somebody in their early 20s having a kid you're still a kid yourself. It's kind of hard to to weather that, to, to find your way through that situation. While you're still learning about yourself, you're trying to teach a kid, too. It's, right. And bullying it's is lot. something that's, uh, I mean, it affects not just only kids. It affects adults. I mean, look at the instance with Lady Gaga now. So I feel like the whole body shaming thing is, is nothing but bullying. Why, why do we need to put her down for something that she did wonderful at? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because you didn't like it doesn't mean that you've got to put her down because of something that she looked bad for with her appearance. Right. And that's what I feel it is. Is when just, this, the, the, this just happened? You well, mean throughout her career? They're body shaming her now because of her, so, or, um, I'm sorry, her Super Bowl performance. Mm-hmm because they didn't like her body. And who are you to sit there and kind of like put someone down because of their body? But just like her, just like Amy Schumer, like if you, Mm -hmm. like they rise above, you know what I mean? They're like, well, I don't care. You know, and and even if you do care, you you can't show that vulnerability. I don't think in situations, I don't know, maybe sometimes, sometimes it is good to show that, but there are certain situations where it's like, just shut the hell up. Like I I am who I am. And it's... it's easier to say the older you get, but when you're a kid, that's like the hardest thing right. to to not let it bother you because right. it still bothers you whenever you're older too. Absolutely, I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, what age you are in life, you're going to have someone that's picking on you about something. So, I mean, you go from school. I mean, there's going to be workplace bullies, and I definitely mm-hmm. think that as we get older, we kind of, you know, learn how to deal with those instances. Um, you know, when you're in you're in school, I think that that's the worst case scenario. Though, is you know, you are stuck in those walls. And it is kind of like a prison, so you're kind of, you know, you're you're sent there. You're you're mandated to be there. You've you've yeah. gotta you gotta go through it. But there's there's always help, and I think that's the biggest stressors. There's always going to be help for anyone that is going through it. And uh, you know, if it does come an instance where um, it is a situation where it is putting you in a path of destruction, and you are starting to kind of suffer from mental health illnesses, you know, from the whole experience. And you start looking at those dark streets of depression and then depression kind of sits in to be, you know, 
suicide attempts or suicidal thoughts, that's the moment that you need to kind of reach out and say, hey, look, this is this is not what's supposed to be happening. Um, because no matter what the situ- situation is, suicide is never the answer, honestly, no matter what it is that you're going through. So, I mean, as silly as it sounds, these kids, you know, will just take like a breakup, for instance, and say, hey, look, you know, my boyfriend broke up with me or my girlfriend broke up with me, vice versa. You know what I mean? And then that's something that they they end their lives over or you know it could be bullying it doesn't matter what it is um but when it comes to the whole mental health aspect of everything um we've got to make sure that the at the end of the day that we're not losing these kids because we could be losing our next president we could be losing you know the person that could be saving the world at some point so we've got to at least give them a fair chance yeah you've got to give your you got to give them the chance to get through it and come out on the other side Absolutely. and then be somebody like you, you know, who wants to actually talk about it and wants to uh, spread it to other kids who are going through it right now. Because when you were going through it, you would have wanted somebody out there. Mm-hmm. And now kids can, I mean, it's much easier to find that right. with the internet, which is just a great, a great part of this whole thing is you can find like-minded people who go through the same stuff you do. You can find those people who have already gone through it, who can help you out. You, I know there's lots of YouTube stars mm-hmm. who kind of focus on that sort of stuff. Yep. And that's huge. I'm sure that's huge for kids. And uh, I mean, I didn't have that. I graduated in 01 and the internet was still very young. Social media hadn't been around yet. So it didn't, it didn't really exist. Uh, and just having somebody come into your school and talk uh, in, a, in an auditorium doesn't really make an impact. But I think what you're doing, going classroom to classroom and talking to small groups of kids, that can make a difference. Absolutely. And then following up as well, like if they need something. Right. You know, and you can't help, you can't save everybody, but you can at least no. make an impact on somebody. One voice is all you need to hear. And uh, that one voice is, you know, it could be the one that saves you. And I'm not saying, I mean, I, I honestly was very uncomfortable, you know, I keep hitting this thing. I, I, uh, I, I was very nervous with, you know, letting anyone know or into my dark world, you yeah. know, it's, that's my business. And I didn't want anyone to know what I was going through. And I was kind of ashamed to reach out for help. And I was scared of being told, you know, to suck it up because I didn't know how to suck it up. Yeah. So, um, I was scared and, you know, even whenever I do this kind of stuff or I put on social media about my personal life and what it is that I've gone through and you can go on YouTube and watch my video and watch me ball like a little, how do you find that video? Baby. It's on YouTube. You can just search. Um, I think it's under just DJ and my last name is Hauk. H O U C K. Um, is my real last name. It's not really Monroe. I'm not you know, related to Marilyn Monroe or anything, but, uh, yeah, that's your, like your Facebook name. That's my, you know, that's just my name. But, um, I, uh, I get nervous letting this all out there because I'm always afraid of people coming back and saying, Hey, you should not put that out there. And honestly, I've gotten a lot of repercussions or really, or flack for putting that kind of stuff out there, especially from family that says you should not be putting that you've attempted suicide you know on the internet or you should not be talking about this stuff well that's the same that's the same reason you're getting you you went through all this crap because you weren't supposed to talk about it like exactly and like this is my life now i'm an adult and i'll do as i please and uh but the thing is is like i i get nervous putting this out there however um there's good that comes from it and Mm -hmm. if at one point at any instance that my voice or my story resonates in some child's head and says, hey, 
he made it through and I'm not going to allow myself to go through that and or I, I'm not going to commit suicide. I've done my job. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how I, I paint the picture for myself. I, I get nothing from doing this. I mean, it, it's it's comforting and it, it's kind of healing for me too. You know what I mean? But at well, the you, end of the you, day, you I'm, get here something from it. I'm here for the kids. Yeah, for sure. But you do get something from it. You get, you know, I it's, it's, a like a, it's a full circle kind yeah, of thing. Because when you absolutely. help somebody else out, it, it's, it's like a, almost a selfish, like, because the reason you're doing it is because you went through a lot of pain and anguish. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to... By helping, not necessarily you're trying to, by help somebody else, help yourself, but through helping other people, it ends up making you feel better. Absolutely. And just knowing that you made a difference. And also just, you know, look at it like, man, I I was in your exact position whenever I was your age, and now I'm here, and it makes you feel better that you pulled through, and also hopefully they get the same kind of feeling out of it. Right. What sucks about life is the older you get, the more you realize how... Things can be dealt with, right? But it's so hard to like take that information and then put it in a kid's head. Right. It's so difficult. It's almost like impossible. Like there's a, it's like it's like there's a reason things are like that. There's like a, a reason that there's that disconnect. Uh, like you have to grow up to learn those sorts of things. And I, I'm sure you said it. I've said it. If I could go back to like seventh grade with the brain I have now. It'd be awesome. I would totally be, be popular <laughs> at oh, this yeah. point because I'm so outspoken. You know what I mean? And you treat people well. You yeah. stand up for people. Yeah. You have, you know, you just have like this confidence and this understanding of the way things work that you didn't have mm-hmm. whenever you were a kid. So for me, what, the way I look at it is like now that I have a kid, I have to explain to him as he's going through elementary school into junior high into high school. Like I need to explain to him, like, listen. These kids that are messing with you or whatever they're doing, they have their own personal issues that they're dealing with. That's why they're doing this. It's not you. And I don't, I'm still like I, I'm nervous slash excited to get to these moments because I want to explain to them like you can do whatever the hell you want to. Right. You can say whatever you want to. And if, if somebody's going to come up to you and, and treat you like that, I, I'm, I, I don't know exactly what the answer is to like – do you fight them or do you use, I would say, just to verbally use your words? Well, just remember, you win. can't kick their ass. <laughs> Me, myself. Yeah, you're, I can't, not, but, you're not allowed to kick but their they, ass. But, but my son can, you know, if he yeah, has absolutely. to. That's why I need to. And I feel like people always say violence is not the answer. No. Uh, and I don't. I don't think that I said this on a podcast before with one of my friends and I'm like, violence is not the answer, but sometimes it gets the point across. And I'm not saying to stab somebody. I'm saying if you have to hit somebody in the face to get your point across, and a lot of people would disagree with that comment, like that you shouldn't ever hit anybody. But when somebody's pushing you and you know that the way to get them to back down is to stand up and be like, I'm not going to deal with your crap. Like I'm going to put you in your place because you deserve to be put in your place. That's what needs to be done sometimes, right. whether it's verbally or sometimes whether it's physically. And yeah, that might get you suspended. It might get you in trouble. But it also comes down to uh, just having respect for yourself, having respect for other people, and being able to know right from wrong and being able to uh, have the self-esteem where I'm not going to deal with this. Like, I'm not going to deal with you. I'm right. not going to deal with this bully who every single day when I come into school knocks my books out of my hands or shoves me into a locker or shoves my face up against a window, window on a bus. And I, I had that before when I rode a school bus. They'd give you, like, the camel clutch from behind. They'd, like, grab your chin from yeah. behind. And I was such a baby. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just, like, sit there and be like, oh, and sulk. Yeah. And I should have stood up and been like, 
just shoved them or you know done something it's funny instead of doing nothing yeah you said about the bus again but uh i uh this is this is totally full circle for me only because i i had an awesome bus driver at that point so she actually allowed us to listen to the radio to and from school Mm. so as i'm listening to our local you know radio station am Mm. i allowed to drop bombs on here i don't give up it doesn't matter so uh, i i i remember this story so well but it was uh tommy edwards he was talking about Mm. getting butt implants at that point i was i was in elementary (laughs) school and i'm i'm listening to this guy and i'm like hell yeah get your get your ass implants dude but uh I mean, during that bus ride, you know what I mean? Like, I'm my face is against the window. I have this kid, like, bashing me in the head, and I'm listening to, to Tommy Edwards talk about his butt, pl- butt implants. So. You recall that moment, like, That's, as your face is, is pressed against the window. It's my favorite. But, uh, That's yeah. That's crazy, right? I, so from that point to now, like, here I am, like, doing this kind of thing. It's, it's full circle for me. But um, if I could stress it any more than, you know, I, I don't know. But... It takes a very strong man to stand up for himself, but yeah. it takes an even stronger man to stand up for others. Yeah. So, I mean, if you see a bully, you know, picking on someone or you see someone being bullied and you see that that person being bullied is not in a position where they can stand up for themselves, it takes a very strong person to stand in and say, hey, look, knock it off or stand up for that kid. It's one of the hardest things to do. Absolutely, because you're you're getting put into this the middle of the situation, but sometimes that's what the kid needs. You know, he needs yeah. someone to stand in and say, Hey, look, I leave the kid alone. You know what I mean? And it, it, it makes a huge impact whenever it's one of your peers. So, I mean, if you're, if you see this happening, it's, it's a situation where it's, well, that situation just happened, man. There's that kid, Skylar, that uh, he, he he's autistic. Uh, it was just, it's been like the big story yeah. around Altoona high recently. He got beat up standing at an elevator, like at the, uh, over by the railroad is museum in Altoona mm-hmm. and some kid a group of kids walked by the one kid like shoved him against the wall and beat him up and kicked him in the face and he had to go to the hospital and none of his friends did anything this kid who beat this other kid up like he had a group with him who was like knock it off hey why are you doing that but they didn't do anything mm-hmm. you know and it it's hard. I can recall we like I don't we can't talk much longer, but like we were on the first day of wrestling practice, we had to like do this long run around Altoona and we were like in the back, like all lagging behind, like me and the group of kids that I was with, and this bully came this kid came out of nowhere and just started like pushing there was like five of us and he started shoving all of us mm-hmm. and we were all like, Ugh, like scared. <laughs> when there was five of us and one of him and he punched my one friend in the face and I remember we all just stood there like, Oh god, like don't hit me yeah. and then he just ran away. It was like, Should've why wouldn't him. you just do something? <laughs> yeah. Like, why? But you know, it's it's so easy to say, and in the moment, so hard to do. And once you're older, those situations don't really happen that often, where you you relive that moment in your head over and over again. Mm-hmm. But the the likelihood of that happening to you in your adult life is so rare uh, that it's it's so. Uh, lost upon adults to remember what it's like to be a kid. Luckily, I have. I'm still kind of a kid at heart, so I still remember a lot of what it's like to be a kid. Mm-hmm. It kind of sticks with me for whatever. I don't know what that reason is. Uh, maybe because I'm supposed to help kids out, and I think that might be part of it. And uh, I think what you're doing is awesome, man, going to the school, talking to kids, and, and getting your point across. I'd love to be a part of that. I'd like to. You're more than welcome to join. Whether it's with the radio station or not, I'd just like to go in and uh, just get that message out there, just like we did today. Like yeah. We should get this message out to people because they need to hear it. Yeah. People need to hear it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I know we don't have much time, but I guess in my closing part, uh, you know, if you are a a person going through some sort of bully situation, 
remember, you know, and I stress this, there's there's always help, there's always resources, there's always someone there to listen and, and do something for you. Um, and if it's a situation where it has taken you to that dark place and, and you are thinking about ending your life, again, there's always some sort of help. There's someone out there, there's someone to listen, just reach out. It, I mean, at this point, you know, you have yourself, Rob Z, you could reach out to him and he'll he'll find some some way to help you, I'm sure. And if there's nothing that he can do, he would help you find someone that has the proper resources to help you. I'm always here. I've I've always kind of been, you know, a huge person to say I've I'm always here no matter what. Um that's that's I love t- telling the kids that at school and I just because I like to kind of check in on them. So um, yeah, because you were that kid. Yeah. Because whenever you were I that, that kid. Because I was that kid. I wasn't in your shoes, but I was that kid who just uh, was just – I was afraid of being bullied. Mm-hmm. Not even necessarily that I was bullied that often. I was just – I was always afraid of it happening mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, it's nice to be able to go back and be like – just to yeah, be that person who can say, you need some help. I got gotcha, you. Or whatever it might be. Whatever it there's there's kids I've brought into the radio station before that I put on the radio just because I know uh, that it doesn't mean that much. It's not that big of a deal to me because I do it every day. But if you can do that for somebody else, that could mean like that could be a life changing moment, or it could be a new direction for something they want to do in their life, or whatever that, or you know, just whatever it might be. There's sometimes the littlest thing that you do is the biggest thing to somebody else. Absolutely. So why not take the time to do it? Right. I don't know. If people want to find you, uh, how do they find you if they want to like reach out to you? I guess the easiest way is to find me on uh, Facebook. My name is Deej Monroe. And, uh, D-E-E-J. D-E-J Monroe, just like Marilyn Monroe. And uh, a lot of people ask why Monroe uh, and not my real last name. Well, Marilyn Monroe is kind of like my huge idol at this point. Um, and I will just say this briefly, but... Um, you had someone that was in the limelight. She had, you know, the stage, she had the world, she had the money, she had anything at her fingertips that she wanted. But at the end of the day, she was so hugely criticized in so many different ways, in good ways and in bad ways. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, she went home and she was just herself. Mm -hmm. She was Norma Jean and she had fame, but when she laid there in bed, it was just, she was just her. And she suffered from mental health issues. I suffered from mental health issues. And uh, she and I do in some way. Yeah, absolutely. She and I, uh, I, I just, I have that connection with her. And um, sadly, her life ended, whether it was murder or suicide, however it ended for her. But um, I just look at someone that was so beautiful and someone that was in the spotlight and she still had the courage to do what she did every day to do whatever it was that she was asked to do. Um, And at the end of the day, she was still a gorgeous woman. So I kind of take that into myself. You know, I dealt with whatever I dealt with. I am who I am. And at the end of the day, I'm just me. But if I can make a difference, I'll do what I can. And before we go, I'm just going to throw this in there too. Uh, I hate telling people or like, you know, I would never force anything on anybody. Uh, But I saw recently, this a couple weeks ago, there was a schools in Baltimore that are starting meditation for after school, uh, kids who have detention after school, Mm -hmm. they started uh, meditation and I've been meditating for about a year and a half now. And, uh, it's made a gigantic difference in myself personally, uh, because we have a running monologue. We have a running, uh, we have this running voice in our head that is, it's just our subconscious that just has a pattern. We have Mm -hmm. patterns built into the way we think. Yeah. 
So when you have this pattern built in, anything that happens to you, your brain automatically thinks a certain way. And uh, usually with, I mean, some people have a, a positive pattern, but usually we have a negative pattern built in. Uh, for like a defense mechanism. So you have to try to break that. You have to try to break that pattern of this. Is, I always do this whenever this happens. And we all have that thing. Like when something happens, this is the way I think, or this is the way I react. And it, you don't have to. It seems like you have to react that way. It seems like your mind automatically is built that way. But it's just a, it's just a mindset. It's just a way, a, a thought process, a pattern that you follow. And uh, meditation is a huge one. I know I don't know any kids who meditate. I don't know if that's a thing that uh, anybody in, in high schools or junior highs do. But it would be very beneficial to anybody to at least tr practice it. You can find something free online. You can find, I mean, YouTube has tons of videos. Uh, I try headspace personally mm -hmm. works for me, uh, because the first thing I tried and I just enjoyed doing it. Uh, but it makes a big difference because it, you, we don't ever rest our minds. You don't ever give your mind a chance to chill out mm -hmm. and to, uh, collect its thoughts right. because we have a million thoughts going on every second of every day. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a good chance to just decompress your brain and I would highly suggest that for anybody who goes through anything, it makes a, it made, it makes a big difference for me. And I know that it would make a big difference for, I would love to see these kids they have in these Baltimore inner city schools that are meditating on a daily basis. They, they gave the reports in the study of like the decrease in violence, the decrease in, you know, uh, kids getting suspended, kids getting in trouble. And, uh, it, it doesn't even necessarily work. Like you can't even notice it working. It just kind of, works in the background of your brain. So I'll finish with that, that that's a big thing that has worked for me. And if, I mean, do you know anybody who, whoa, do you know anybody who meditates? Cause I don't know, besides myself, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's uh. not something, especially in a small town that is even on the board of things like go to the gym, those sorts of things are things you do to relieve stress. But. Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, I, I don't know anyone honestly offhand that does meditation. I, but I think that meditation comes in its own forms for different people, whether it be, you know, sitting and breathing for five seconds or, you know, going to the gym and letting that release go. Um, yeah. Mine's music. You know, my last suicide attempt introduced me to uh, Shallow Nine, and I've been following them anywhere they go. Uh, every chance I get, I go because that's that for me is my meditation. That's cool. So I go follow the local band Shallow Nine anywhere they go in the area, and that's my chance. That's my that's my time to just accept that release and you know hide from my running thoughts, and it's it's fantastic. So whether it's you know meditation, breathing, and and just clearing your mind, or you know clouding everything with really loud music it's 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 effective either way right and uh well, we might be coming to a school near you so be on the lookout thank you later dude that's brutal